the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. There's plenty for us to talk about 2020. Can we look at 2020 and say things like the comparisons for Disney look a lot tougher? 2019, they had literally the end of a trilogy that lasted over 40 years in making Star Wars. They had Frozen 2, where every little girl wants to be a princess, and that's going to be fueling those Christmas gifts for the next few years, as well as Halloween costumes. Does Disney have enough of that same mojo with names like uh, Black Widow to replace Avengers Endgame? And Doolittle to replace Star Wars? Hmm. That's a good 2020 kind of conversation, right? We could talk 2020 as an election year. No doubt about that. New do to boot that. One of the things that I like doing at the beginning of the year is looking at lists. This teaches you a lot about how Wall Street works. I don't think you're an imbecile just because you want to try to like, you know, become a stock trader on stock splits. I think that was something that worked 20, 30 years ago, and, well, it's long past. So be cautious trying to write out a theme that's not, no longer there. But 2019, 2020, one of the things I like is the, the stocks to buy in 2020. I saw that USA Today put together a list from Wall Street Pros. Now, I learned a long time ago that when you go on CNBC and Bloomberg, it's good to have an idea, a solid idea, and it's good to have a nice growth story, but you don't want it to be too crazy. When I went on Fox, uh, Fox Business News with Neil Cavuto, a lot of times I would drive up from Washington, D.C., and I'd hit CNBC, Bloomberg, and Fox Business. Um, I, I, was, I was on Forbes on Fox. Forbes on Fox was the show. And I never watched it before I went on it. Huge mistake. Mistake of being naive and in your 20s, right? And one of the editors of Forbes was a guy named Jesse. I don't remember his last name. Sorry. Um, it wouldn't be that hard to look up Google old Forbes magazine editors. And as an editor, he got to be a panelist. And the panelist, would, there would be three of them against two people, two of us. And one of my stocks was, you know, something like Apple. Brilliant investment for 25 years ago. But one of them was P.F. Chang's. And uh, P.F. Chang's was, you know, it was in like maybe 20 states, and it was going to try to be in 50 states, and it was going to go from 150 restaurants to 600 restaurants. And you could like, there was a company that they basically copied the growth model after Cheesecake Factory, and Cheesecake Factory was an amazing investment in the 90s. So I was kind of piggybacking on that theme. P.F. Chang's is kind of Americanized Chinese. I don't know if you've ever eaten Chinese Chinese food, but let's just say General Tso's chicken um, is not there. And most Americans like comfortable uh, chain uh, restaurant-type food. So P.F. Chang's is perfect. 
it's consistent. It's got the consistency of a McDonald's where every menu is the same across the country. The same preparations, the same sugary uh, sauces, things like that, right? So I get on and uh, I go, yeah, so my second stock pick, first one is like, oh, Apple. Apple, uh, they got that weirdo Steve Jobs and he's got those big colorful computers. So I'll, I'll take a pass on that one. My second one was P.F. Chang's and... Uh, I, I I gave the growth story. I said, you know, ancient Chinese secret. Their PF stands for Paul Fleming's, which is a steakhouse in New York. There's absolutely nothing Chinese Chinese about it. This is a play on to the restaurateur uh, business model of, of, you know, building up these companies. It's very similar to a cheesecake expansion factory, a cheesecake uh, factory expansion plan. And Jesse goes, there's no shortage of Chinese restaurants in America. And the guy's yelling at me. He's like 90 years old. He Maybe he was like 70, but he looked 90. Or maybe he was like 90, but it was really 300. He screamed at me. There's no shortage of Chinese restaurants in America. Like, much louder than I just did there. And it kind of, you know, kind of brought me out. Like, when you put together stock lists, you got to take out some of the things that people are going to take easy objections to. Because you just can't win. So if you take a look at like 20 stocks to buy in the new year, Apple's on the list of a lot of people's experts. The Apple 5G phone next fall projected to boost company demand. Piper Jaffray has an overweight on the stock. iPhone demand better than expected uh, performance from wearables. You've heard the story. Apple Watch, AirPods, AirPods Pro. Microsoft's on the list. Uh, Bank of America calls it their top pick. Stock outperformed the broader market in 2019, rising 50%, while the S&P 500 rose 30%. Analysts are bumping up their targets. Great cloud company, doing things right. Xbox coming out. Amazon's on the list. So what I'm trying to get at is a lot of these lists, I think we, we know all these companies. Coca-Cola's on the list. Disney's on the list. Now, Disney last year, I thought it was great because then you're talking about their slate of movies. But this year, the analyst is saying, well, they're getting into the streaming world with Disney+. Plus. Um, we call it a buy. Strong stock uh, subscriber numbers increase their price target to 175 from 170 Currently, it's around 145 It's It's an easy top pick in media, right? It's not going to get you in a lot of trouble. Even if it underperforms, you could say it's still a great name. You should have bought more of it. Nike's on the list. Do you see how Wall Street kind of works? And I'm guilty of this, too. I see T-Mobile on this list, and I go, that makes a lot of sense. Verizon's considered the growth sexy one. Growth solid numbers one, not sexy. AT&T's considered, why did y'all buy Time Warner? And then T-Mobile and Sprint get this, like, maybe they can navigate between the two giants. It's kind of like a Jason and the Argonauts. You're taking the, the boat down the river, and there's two giants on the either side of the riverbanks fighting with each other. Maybe they'll distract each other just long enough for T-Mobile to, to kind of slide in there. Google's on the list. Do you see how there's not a lot of original thoughts here? Now, what does the analyst say about Google? And for the record, I own most of these names. Google's fined $1.7 billion this year for restricting rivals' ads in Europe. Some of the antitrust issues are beginning to wane, so says the analyst. Boosted its 12-month price target to 1500 from 1450 It's currently around 1360 The analyst also went on to say it was one of the worst performing this year amongst the larger tech companies where Microsoft and Apple saw bigger gains than Alphabet did. 
So an analyst is actually trying to say, we like it because it didn't perform as well as the others. We see some value in the fact that they, uh, they lagged. The lists aren't rocket science. Are you tracking with me or are you against me? Goldman Sachs is on the list of favorite stocks for 2020. I could use the same list next year. It's probably the same list from last year. Goldman Sachs got upgraded to buy from neutral. Uh, basically saying lack of interest rate and credit risk. That's not exactly growth. It's not saying, you know, Goldman Sachs broke into the Apple credit card market and we next expect them to come up with their own talking dollar bill. Wait, wait, a dollar bill that talks? Tell me more. Tell me more. McDonald's is on the list. Um, again, the names. Okay, here's one. PayPal. That's probably the sexiest name on this list. It's also been one of the most questionables because last year wasn't a good year. Facebook, Uber. Paymentus, Mercado Libra. There's a lot of competition in the transaction business. But that's where the growth is, too. Fintech. So Visa's on this list. United Healthcare, Netflix, Tesla, Salesforce, Uber. All very recognizable names. I'd say Uber and um, PayPal are the sexiest names. Otherwise, this is like a top 20 list from the S&P 500, right? Right. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. I try to get you to retirement. That's the goal of the show. I try to stop you from losing money. I've seen people lose money and get frustrated. I get emails from people who hate me eh, on occasion. Usually it's for I don't support what they're trying to do, and I don't care if we're different. You can like the Seattle Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers, or the San Francisco 49ers. I don't care. I'm just trying to get you to retirement. If you don't like my pitch, turn off the station. I get it. I just think it's a lot easier to buy great name companies and buy indexes. Indexes will reflect the growth metrics that you want. Maybe it's Asia's faster growth rate than the United States. Maybe it's the United States capitalism, which is not a perfect system. Joseph Schumpeter once referred to it as creative destruction. I agree with that statement. He's my favorite economist. If you have a favorite economist, you are a nerd just like me, um, which is fine. So I'm just trying to drag you to retirement. When I say that, like, if you want to go out and day trade, go out and day trade. If you want to go out and do stock split trades, go out and do stock split trades. But while you're doing the stock split trade, make sure you have your like your mullet and your Michael J. Fox lunchbox ready, because that was a theory that worked for a couple weeks until it didn't. A lot of hedge funds now are going out of business because a lot of smarter ideas and, and math-based algorithm trading works until it doesn't. So I'm not all about the hot fad of the day. I'm okay not chasing. Um, you know, if there was software that was red light, yellow light, green light, I would be the first one to use it and the first one to recommend it. There's disruptors in this industry that I, I'm afraid of because it will make an old man like me a, a obsolete dinosaur. When I see things like acorns where you're just 
putting your credit cards and your debit cards into an app and rounding it up, your purchases. So this weekend, maybe you intentionally leave a waiter a tip of uh, 16, 17, 18% that goes from instead of like three fifty. I'll do and round it up to seventeen dollars. Maybe you'll do three fifty five and round it up to seventeen dollars and five cents, and then you'll invest ninety five cents. And like you're getting the idea. There's products that I will endorse. There's products I can't endorse. In the end, I have to sleep. If there was software that could do red light, yellow light, green light trading, or I could be taught to trade and like um, turn ten thousand dollars into a million, I promise you, I'd have a small island, and I would stock it full of beautiful women. And short people. And the short people would be so that I can start a basketball league. Because at six foot two, not tall enough to be good at basketball, but my heart is. So if I had a bazillion dollars, I would stock my, my island with people who are four feet tall. And I would dominate that league. Yes. Yes. I used to say, um, I hate birthdays and I hate birthday celebrations. So finally... Someone said, you know, hey, I want to throw your birthday party. I'm like, okay, for my birthday party, I want donkey basketball. And you're, they're like, what's donkey basketball? I'm like, I want the guests to ride around in donkeys and play basketball. They never asked me again on what, what I want for my birthday. That's the only thing I want. It's the only thing I've ever wanted all my whole life. I think I saw it like in a cartoon or something. Or maybe I dreamt it. But it's still there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You know, I went over a list of 20 stocks that are the highest rated stocks by Wall Street analysts. And what's interesting with that is you can build portfolios. Like, none of these are small cap companies. So you're not getting that small cap angle. But there's no shame in saying, like, Netflix and Disney are going to be my media stocks. And I'm, I'm going to knock out Comcast as a media choice, or I'm going to knock out AMC as a media choice, or I'm knock out Liberty Radio uh, Media as a broadcast choice. Liberty Media has got some fascinating media pro- uh, uh, platforms, but you can't own everything. And again, since none of these names on a list are small cap, uh, you got to get a small cap index in there. And none of these names are biotech, so you should get a biotech index in there. So you see how you could, you could do this without all the magic and wonder and pomp and circumstance. So anyway, I do get some pretty crazy hate email, just so you know that sometimes people want to kill me. <laughs> if it ever happens, I store them in my email file under crazies. Oh, now I just told them, so they'll steal my email file, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are gaining as earnings and there's a data blitz coming we're on the i want to say precipice but i don't want to overuse a word and i think i already used that once in this segment so no we're on the edge right now of earnings season plus you get the federal reserve talking in speeches for instance boston fed president eric rosengren said that a potential for a buildup in inflation financial asset bubbles are two key risks for 2020 economic calendar. If you own shares of Apple or Visa or the S&P 500 or any company that had a successful year last year, you may decide to say, look, I'm prepared to sell some because it was such a great year last year. You sell it, then you're like, what am I going to do with that money? And you're like, I'm going to build a house. 
And that may cause wood to inflate in price or contractors to inflate in price as they have more customers and fewer contractors out there. So I kind of like that Boston Fed President Eric Resinger is saying, hey, we need to watch out for inflation pressures in financial assets. Because at some point in time, people are going to say, hey, I had a good year. I'm going to take 10% off the table or 5% off the table. Or I'm going to take all of it off the table. If you own shares of Tesla, you've made money. If you own shares of Apple, you've made money. If you own shares of Citigroup, you've made money. Like, again and again and again, you can say this. Um, so I think a Federal Reserve president telling us, let's be cautious about some built-in pressures. Because when we sell, that could cause the market to go lower, but it could also stimulate the economy, which could cause the market to go lower if there's inflation. Oh, boy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Okay. I'm Rob Black. There's some areas that I'll probably skimp on you as far as content goes. The details of the U.S.-China trade deal is one of them. I can tell you the basic idea is it's a much-anticipated phase one. There's a lot of areas like financial institutions that will benefit as well as agricultural companies and agricultural equipment companies. Um, but a lot of things were not accomplished, including relationships and approaches to cyber intrusions, um, subsidies from the government to their private sectors that are competing with our public sectors. If China decides that one day they want to become the world's biggest aircraft maker, and right now it still benefits from them to buy from Boeing and Airbus. But one day, I promise you, China will say, we want to be the world's creator. We want to be the next Boeing. So in the short term, we're going to start this industry. And we know we can't ramp as fast as the United States can ramp up production. But we're going to subsidize these employers and employees of China aircraft design. Whatever the name of the fictional company is going to be. And the government says, you don't have to make money. In fact, you could sell that plane for $10 that Boeing's selling for $100 million, or $10 million, or $1 million. We will let you lease those and count those as revenue. In fact, you don't even have to pay taxes. Oh, you want a new factory? We'll, we'll make one for you. So when you get into government subsidizing industries, and again, trust me, it happens. Every country does it in some levels. It creates unfair business practices with other countries. Uh, the United States probably, I'm not going to say the most abused of all those, but it happens. And then you get the cyber intrusions, and then you get issues related to state-owned enterprises and anti-monopoly measures. The whole state-owned enterprises is, is really sticky. At any point in time when there's a company like a Starbucks that says, we're going to expand in China, or a Kentucky Fried Chicken that says, we're going to expand in China, there's always that threat of China saying, get out of our country. Google once had a pretty good foothold in China, and then it was learned that at any point in time, China could say, hey, by the way, we need all the passwords of anyone that ever said anything negative about us, um, including our own citizens. 
and Google had to say bye-bye. And they still constantly fight like internally on losing that market and what, how they can get it. You saw Tim Cook got skewered at the Golden Globes for having sweatshops in China. And I've never been to one, and I don't know the certain conditions. I do know I have a love of my phone and that human rights violations. Eh, I get the feeling they're being probably overlooked more often than not. Like, do you remember a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, probably a decade ago, a decade plus a couple of years? Kathy Lee Gifford, America's sweetheart, went on a tirade about goods made in America. And about two days later, the Internet lit up with, uh, you have sweatshops down in Mexico, lady. <laughs> like, you have no right to be you know, chastising uh, human rights abuses in Asia when there's something happening right here in your own backyard with your line of clothing. It's tough to be a critic today, isn't it? Jeff Bezos is getting slammed for his donation to Australia. And I don't know how I feel about this because it's not my money. Um, and I, I believe that if you are lucky enough to be wealthy, that you there is some giving back in your lifetime that should happen, not the day of you're on your deathbed. But Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos announced that Amazon is donating to the recovery efforts of Australia. Not Jeff Bezos is donating, but Amazon is. A lot of critics are saying the contribution's not enough. Isn't this amazing? You can be charitable, but that's not good enough. Bezos revealed on Instagram. Now, how much do you think he, he gave that got scrutinized? Six, well, one million Australian dollars, but unfortunately the Australian dollar suffers from American dollar envy. And um, it's only worth about $690,000 in U.S. dollars. And Bezos tied in for needed provisions and services. Our hearts go out to all Australians as they cope with these devastating bushfires. Now, critics are slamming Bezos for not doing more. Bezos' net worth is $116 billion. So... I don't know. I know this is coming at me at some point in time. You can do better. What a shame wrote one Instagram user for a company like Amazon to donate, to donate this little is an insult. A million dollars is a million dollars. Again, I don't know the cost of this disaster. I don't know the scale of this disaster, but to criticize someone for donating, we, we hit new levels of shaming people on a regular basis. Um, I hope he just doesn't turn his back on the world. Like, Oh, you don't want my money, then away I go. I think he just turned 56, by the way. I think I was just reading about that. Um, yeah, so some people were like, Jeff Bezos makes $149,353 a minute. His company board reviews to pass a climate proposal. He just donated less than five minutes of work to Australia. Okay, now that's kind of interesting. Again, th these are future purchasers. When Twitter gets mad at you... And one Twitter voice is easily a thousand Twitter voices, just like it takes one person to complain to a radio station. Oh, I didn't like what that guy said about the president, even though maybe I said something different. You just heard it different or you only heard a tenth of a second. But Bezos makes one hundred forty nine thousand dollars a minute. 
are we questioning his wealth generation skills or are we questioning his lack of a climate proposal from his company? I don't know. The median American household income was $63,179. Jeff Bezos' donation of 690000 to Australia's recovery is roughly 0.000063% of his net worth. People could certainly spend other people's money quickly, right? And as a gossip nation, we could certainly talk about how people could live better. Oh, that person's not going to, you know, church enough. Oh, that person's going to church too often. Oh, that person's going to the wrong church. Oh, that person's like, we are a catty nation with a lot of opinions. Now, not everyone was um, quick to slam Jeff Bezos. One Instagram murder was kind of like summed it up correctly stay grateful Amazon Australia said support would include donating needed items to groups on the front lines cash donations to relief agencies in kind technical support to other government agencies it's a lot going on and I'll be honest with you in Northern California we've gone through wildfires pretty regularly now for the better part of three of the last five years we're a little jaded um, we don't have the scope of it until you see the size of Australia and you see this, the where their wildfires are in. Ours in Northern California hit in Northern California. Theirs are all around the nation. So I find it interesting that Jeff Bezos is getting shamed. I think the 2020s may go down as the generation or the decade of shaming people. I'm reading more hard research on Wall Street about airlines suffering potentially from flight shaming. Flight shaming would be someone like an influencer, and I am not saying this is her, but someone like Miley Cyrus. Um, I'm just trying to give you some context of something, posting a vacation of her on, uh, posting a picture vacation of her in Guam, and people going, Guam, did you really have to fly all the way to Guam to get a, a wonderful tropical setting? Did you have to fly in a private plane? We hate you. Like, And then suddenly... Hundreds of thousands of younger people hate her, and her music doesn't sell anymore. Flight shaming is going to be very, 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 very... uh, It's going to be a story. Shaming. If we could say that's not giving enough money. If Twitter allows... It's the opposite of 1990. Uh, It's the opposite of oppression. It's what we feared going into the end of the 20th century of government like spying on us. And now it's just each other spying on each other and shaming each other. That's just my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Don't forget the new start of the year means you get to start funding your 401k again. Um, if you look at your results from last year, you're like thrilled because a lot of people put money in in January and in January, the market was struggling and then they continued to put money in throughout the year. And by the end of the year, we had a roaring good year. I don't know if 2020 is going to be as roaring good of a year. If I get one up 30% year every five to 10 years on Wall Street, I feel that's like a lot. So don't look forward to do it again and again and again. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The phase one trade accord with China is expected to be signed this week. But get this, the two sides haven't finalized a deal yet. 
What would happen if they said, we need to extend it a week? I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in Palo Alto, February 6th, Thursday night. Learn about income and retirement and much, much more. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Let's get you to retirement. There's going to be topics that I really can't hit and that you really, really don't want me to hit. I'm not good at politics. I'm not good at a lot of things, so I try to stay away from it. I'm good about talking about big picture issues and getting you excited with low-cost investing. That story has been 30 years in the making, as I've seen commissions go from $400 a transaction to free. I've seen the paperwork. The barriers to entry used to be you had to prove worth. You had to prove class status, essentially, when you were signing up for a brokerage firm back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, It started to change, and it's super easy. You could have an account with an Acorns and round up some of your investment purchases, or not your investment purchases, but your retail purchases, and turn them into investment decisions. And there's so many ways to invest now. 401ks are the, probably the easiest and best way. 401k is very similar to a 403b, a 457. They're just vehicles that the corporations that you work for offer you. Some of those 401k, 403b, 457 designations are tied towards nonprofit or profit, but they serve the same purpose of a vehicle that can you can put in the right components to get you to retirement or help supplement retirement at the very, very worst, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money and t- retirement and more. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we have here. Um, taking a look at the broader markets, and this is... I should stop and say this a little bit more regularly. The S&P 500 is one market. There's hundreds of markets around the world. Um, and they don't always tie in together. And you could probably say, and I don't think this is being too cliche or too rudimentary, that the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, well, the NASDAQ represents a lot of the growth companies in the United States that have growth footprints into international markets. Like Intel doesn't just sell their semiconductors in North America. They sell them all around the world. Um, Same thing with S&P 500. It's it's some of the biggest companies in the world, like a Disney, who doesn't just sell their films in in the United States, but they sell their films across the world, right? That doesn't always work when you get into, like, the smaller type of markets, like a Russell 2000, which they're smaller companies. And they tend to be more regional um, but then again, like a foreign market, like an Asian Nikkei market, that may be to you representing you know the growth of the population of Asia, the uh, modernization of Asia. Whereas, like for instance, if you went with an African fund, and there's African funds out there, they haven't really appealed to me in the past. I don't 
to me, and again, the way you approach markets and the way you view them as maybe the U.S. is more based on capitalism or greed, whatever you want to say. Asia is more grow, uh, based on volume growth, of getting a lot of uh, poor people in the middle class, a lot of middle class people into upper classes. Africa has a more of a wild, wild west feel to it, which probably has a lot more upside and a lot more downside both in the short term and medium term, right? So it's it's a crazier type market, a lot less regulation, a lot younger companies, a lot of government corruption. It's tough to invest in a China 20, 30 years ago when we didn't know if China was going to ever open up their markets. We knew about Tiananmen Square. We knew that it was a closed country. We knew that they were communists. But then slowly but surely, they were like, we like that capitalism dollar. So the same thing could be said on a much rawer level, more raw level, of what's going on in the African continent and the amount of change and growth there. Europe, their banks have been around for hundreds of years, sometimes literally hundreds of years. Like the Capilots borrowed a lot of money from Romeo's family, right? Romeo, Romeo, wherever I thought Romeo. Um, you know the best thing about Shakespeare and uh, what's the detail in his plays? Romeo and Juliet took took place in the summer in like I want to say Florence, but it was it was 114 degrees that summer according to the text, and uh, that's kind of. Uh, hot weather that will make teenage kids do crazy stuff because Romeo and Juliet were 14 years old they were in love hot weather and young people make crazy things happen Ford versus Ferrari was the big movie this year it's going to be Tesla versus Porsche going to be a real life kind of event 800 to get your calls in the air I have a question for you Apple is seemingly hitting a 52-week high daily. You could say it's a $1.4 trillion company right now, right? And it had problems with $1 trillion. I was like, oh, that's a big number. It's going to have like, a lot of people had... Tesla's hitting an all-time high. Do you see a correlation of speculation going on? Or does that bother you? Or is that, like, endearing? Tesla's above 500. It's doubled in the last 90 days. Um... I ask because, like, uh, uh, some of these tells that people have, sometimes they don't have. I was asking my producer, I'm like, do you believe it when a commercial promises this? And do you believe it when a person says this? And I think when we're younger, we're a lot more naive. And we're like, hey, maybe there, maybe someone is going to whisper the secret of the stock market in my ear. Doesn't happen like that. I try to cut down on your mistakes. And sometimes it's tough love. Um, I hope you work with that that uh, I, I dig everyone and I want everyone to get to retirement. And sometimes it's best if I were to say, I wouldn't, be a day, I wouldn't think like a day trader because you probably don't know a lot of day traders who are wealthy, who came from your circumstances. In fact, you probably don't even know of any day traders who are wealthy. I don't. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.